Triple M footy lives on listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water. Countdown to the weekend is over. Something big is about to go down. A new round of footy starts now. 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 And every massive moment is right here. A massive arm wrestle. Massive hit. Oh, That's what we love it. To McDonald's and Ream Hot Water. Triple M rocks footy. Good evening and welcome to Thursday Night Footy and Triple M via the Listener app. And, of course, it's NRL primetime. We do it for Jim Beam. It's set to be an epic match, and that's worth raising a Jim Beam. Drink responsibly. It's Anthony Maroon here. Good evening, everybody. I'll be joined by Wendell Saylor and James Graham for an important game for both these clubs. It is round 13. Before we get stuck into club land and look at these sides, both affected by origin selection, uh, we'll talk about origin in general. Wendell Saylor, an absolute origin legend. Welcome to you. Yeah, mate, great to be here. Thursday night football. The Dolphins up against the Dragons. So it should be a cracking game tonight. Even when the origin players are away, there's always some talent coming through. So it'll be interesting to see how the Dragons go without their main man, Ben Hunt. James Graham. Good afternoon, Anthony Maroon. Nice to see you, mate, for about the fifth time this week. Yeah, likewise, mate. Likewise. Just um, off the back of Dell's point there, um, I think this is a, a huge opportunity for uh, Jaden Sullivan to make a statement uh-huh. and to, to have a, a grip on uh, this halfback jersey. Um, it's been spoken about, about whether Ben Hunt will... It is a better nine, what a new coach will... will, will um, or the position that he will see him at, whether or not he stays or goes. But um, Sullivan, in his couple of games, has been so exciting. Mm. So exciting. Yeah. The ball in hand. Yes, Ben Hunt went back to seven last week against the Roosters. And, yeah, was very influential in that victory. But um, Sullivan is the future. And I, I don't know. It's going to be it's going to be interesting for, you know, whether Ryan Carr stays in charge or Jason Riles com, comes in, which we, we'll speak about, no doubt. But what he does with the makeup of this spine. But today's uh, a big day for uh, J- uh, for uh, for Sullivan. OK, just to clear that up, though, there is no suggestion beyond this year that Ryan Carr would stay in the position. I assume Ryan would uh, would go back to his uh, uh, job as an assistant. Yeah, I, I assume so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, look, I think the, the Dragons have very made it very public that uh, Riles is their man, that's yep. their target. Mm. Um, and I guess if that doesn't come to... if that doesn't come through, then I guess Carl would be in the frame, but um, he'd be unlikely at the moment. Okay, boys, because we've started on the Dragons, why, why don't we stay there for a while? Obviously, they lose their main man tonight to Origin, uh, Ben Hunt, and that brings Jack DeBellin into captain the side. Uh, not a lot, lot of other options there. The Molo boys are up front, and a very experienced back row, though, they're Bird, Murdoch, Masilla, and Jack DeBellin. So uh, where are you with this side and who do, who would you like to see coach them? Yeah, well, look, so, <clears throat> excuse me, going back to the, the captain, uh, Blake Laurie uh, is missing as well, Jaden yeah. Sewer. Mm. You know, th- those two guys were, were, were probably after that. And this has caused, um, you know, some reaction in, in the media, but Jack's the most experienced player there. Yeah. And he's probably the best of the lot as well like his performance last week was absolutely sensational he, play, he played 80 minutes in the middle uh it was the top tackle of 46 from memory 150 meters plenty of ball playing as well so i i don't understand the <clears throat> yeah i think there's been a bit of an overreaction to it right um you know like well why not okay uh but but where the dragons are at and um it's it, it's interesting i think that there's 
more to the solution than just getting the right man in ahead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, well, look, they had a win last week. Often we see clubs on the rebound, if you want to call it that. They get a new coach, they get a standing coach, and then they win the very next week. It took them 80 minutes, but they did get there. And last time they played the Dolphins, they had a massive win over the Dolphins, and that was only the start of last month. So given that the Dolphins are missing uh, a number of key players, I don't know, maybe they're a chance again tonight, the Dragons. Oh, yeah, I um, I agree, Maroon. I, I, I struggle to think that the, the Dolphins are favourites here. I think, um, you know, especially after last time they played and just looking at the... The, the players that they've got missing. Yeah, the Dolphins have still got a, a strong team on paper, but missing the Hammer, who's been arguably their best. Um, you know, missing Kafusi. And they're, they're, you know, missing Tom yeah, Gilbert, yeah. who is that energy factor, not just at training, not just at, on the game. In the game, we saw him that chase back on Katoni Staggs that he attempted. Those little effort areas like that and, and the standards he drives in training. Uh, those three will be sorely missed. Okay, and the Dolphins, they have had a, a remarkable start to their first ever season. Given that of the f- past five starts, they've only won two games. But I'll stay with the Dragons just for now, and I'll come over to you, Dell. Obviously, the, as, as James said, James Graham is the man they... Uh, Jason Riles is the man they want. They want Riles. there. Riles already lives there. He lives at Mount Oosley. He's got an association with the club. He's been in some good systems. First thing I want to touch on, it seems to have gone very sour very quickly with the Roosters. Well, yeah, look, I think the Roosters always, you know, they control a lot of things, you know. They control, you know, obviously their playing roster, uh, you know, obviously that board level, you know, you've got Nick Politis there. But also Trent Robinson, you know, he's always in control of things. And I just think they're not, they just feel like they're losing a little bit here with Jason Rolls. You know, he's locked in for three years and... Usually when you, uh, you get an assistant coach, you're always happy for them to, to to look at other jobs. That's what you want, I think. I've seen, you know, Craig Bellamy do it and Wayne Bennett. If there's an assistant, gets an opportunity to be a head coach somewhere, yep. they're all for it. But there's just, it just doesn't seem to be a happy place at the Roosters at the moment. So I totally understand the Roosters are saying after this year, either way, mate, we're going to go in a different direction. You, yeah. you, can, you can move on. So Well, I, th- I think they feel a bit betrayed by it. Yeah. That, that, that's what this is. So you look at someone okay. like uh, Fitzgibbon at yeah. uh, the Sharks. He was a man of his word. So he goes, I'm going, to st- I'm going to stick this out. You've got me yeah. until the end of that deal. I'm not interested in what happens. I'm yeah. a man of my word. I commit to this cause for three years. Sure. And that's important because, you know, for all the things that go involved in, in, in a football club, the assistant coach isn't the be-all and end-all, but it's a huge part of it. And you, wanna, you don't want to have to worry about that. So if a person shakes your hand and says, I'm in for three years, sweet, they're mm-hmm. in. So I think Jason Riles has done the same. And the Roosters are expecting the same. I imagine that they've looked after him in certain ways as well. And he's had his head turned. And it's it's a case of, well, he's looking, you know, uh, is the grass greener on the other side? Yeah. Despite the fact of, you know, th- these conversations allegedly happening. But I, I, I get the, the Roosters' position. And Dell, you are right. You, you know, as a, as a head coach, you would want to develop and train your guys up to be the best coaches they could possibly be. Yep. And it's a huge compliment to the work that the Roosters do, that they time and time again they produce these coaches that go on to become NRL coaches and try and emulate the Roosters' systems and take what they've learned from that club and, and try and implement it out of the clubs. We see that, with, again, Fitzgibbon and the Sharks. Adam O'Brien. Adam O'Brien. You know, so this isn't, anything, this isn't a new problem, but I think the way that this has been conducted has sort of taken the Roosters... Um, you know, it's it's taken them by surprise, but but also the fact that like 
they're not playing well at the minute. Yeah, that's right. They've got yeah. a big injury crisis. Swali, he is leaving t- to pastures new. Yeah. Um, mm. you know, it, it's and when a, you're not doing well, sorry, when you're not doing well, you know there's a lot of rumours and innuendo that goes around about a club because people smell blood in the water with the Roosters. You know, suddenly everyone's gone, these guys will be uh, thereabouts, you know, top yeah. two, top four. Mm. And then it's just not going. Even their roster doesn't look as strong with all their injuries and suspensions. Yeah. And then people, you know, this you're a South man. Yeah. Like, not saying that people want the Roosters to do bad, but sometimes when it turns a little bit, people say oh. about time. No, over at Redfin, we love to see the Roosters do well. But look, just <laughs> leaving that there for a minute, there's two... Uh, 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 given what you just said, James Graham, Jason Ross, okay, he's yeah. in the system there at the Roosters. Does he owe them something? I don't know. Head coaching jobs in the NRL don't come up every week. That's the yeah. first thing Riles is probably saying. But the second thing he's probably saying is, do I want to go to the Dragons? They do everything average. They, yeah. The way they operate at board level seems average. Recruiting is average. Everything's averaged. Does Jason Riles want a big bag of average or does he feel like he can change it? Well, that's the thing. That's the big question right now. You know, Jimmy's been there more recent than I have, but that was one of the reasons that I didn't really enjoy the club there at the end of my uh, tenure there. I just thought... I could see things happening in and around the club, and it hasn't got any better. You know, the way the juniors, you know, the, obviously the board level trying to control the football side, <clears> I can see all that happening, and it's still happening. <clears> so for me, <throat> Jason Rolls, like, he's a good mate of mine. I haven't spoken to him. Uh, but, you know, that's you've got to fix that too. You've got to have control of that football side. So yeah. he wants a five-year deal. Once his job, he's got to get the right, um, the coaching director that, that he wants. Well, he's got all the par. Yeah. He's got all the par. And it's, uh, I think he's managed by the same manager as Cameron Serraldo, who, okay. who, who had the blueprint for a five-year deal, or even if he's Mimus. not. We, 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 see, we yeah. see that that's what Cameron Serraldo has been given. Yeah. Like This isn't an overnight fix, and yeah. it's not an overnight nah. fix at the Dragons. He's, he's not dumb enough to fall into the trap of, hey, we'll give you a two-year deal. Yeah. And then in 12 months' time, we're going, hang on, we might have to go backwards yeah, to go forwards. Yeah. Because that, that's a realistic situation for the Dragons. There might be some players, you know, Anthony Griffin went for the, you know, the older player style. And, you know, it takes time to rejig your salary cap and, and sacrifice and then recruit players, re- recruit yes, top yes. quality players. In, and then this development, like that junior nursery that they've got, yeah. like it would be the third biggest, I think, behind Penrith and Cronulla. Like, but when, like, Yes, they get talent based off sheer numbers, but when was the last time they actually produced a state of origin play? Yeah, but there does seem to be, James, a lot of those juniors playing at other clubs, which is a... a, a that's right. Yeah, but that, 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 that happens, that happens. That yeah. happens everywhere. Yeah. But if you look at Penrith's system... That's right. What, the, what they've produced, the, the top, top-line players. You've got to entice them to stay there. You've got to want to stay. Even some of those Dragon juniors, and there's, uh, you know... They want to go elsewhere because the club's the club hasn't been happy, and then obviously there hasn't been that carrot there to play first grade. When they get a taste of it, there hasn't been that pathway back. You look at Tyrell Sloan last year; he got dropped after the Magic round, but he was in reserve grade all year. There was mm. no way back for him, really. Like mate, we didn't really see him, you know. Yeah. Like you know, if that was a Wayne Bennett or Craig Bellamy, um, th- there would have been a pathway to come back after four or six weeks or say, "Hey, you need to work on this." And people going, oh, "Anthony Griffin got it right this year." Like, no, no, he didn't, mate. Like. You, you just got to give those kids confidence that that you, that you trust what you're doing. Yeah, the, the, there's 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 a lot goes into yes. um, player development, and it and and I think the Dragons staff wise are probably down on a few numbers. Mm. Like they're a, a, a smaller staff compared to other right. NRL teams, mm. and you know the, the pathway systems there perhaps just do need. Um, some more resources and and that will be part of these conversations as well because 
Riles won't want to be setting himself up to fail. So he'll know that. And that's why he's going for such a long deal. And to get more autonomy on the decision-making processes like, no, we're going to have people around me, but it's going to be my people around me. Yeah. Not, yeah. not you yes. interfering with me and saying, oh, but I think that this and they think, yeah. nah, 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 nah. No, my people are here. Well said. We're co- I'm, I'm calling the plays. Yeah. I say we're going this way. So either come with me or I'll just go because yeah. it's been going on for far too long Way now. too long. Oh, so well said. 100%. And something else, James, you're associated now with the Bulldogs, which is another club you had a great career with. And the greatest breath of fresh air to come out of that club is that they openly say, we can't just fix this overnight. Yeah. We have got to start at this bottom and... Give us, be patient, and we will build this club back into what it is. And that's what the Dragons need to say to their fans as well. But, well, yeah, like I say, it, it might be, a, and this is hard to hear as a fan because they want success yesterday. Yeah. And there's no silver bullet for this. And like I say, like the, the path, I always say this the pathway to a destination or the pathway to success isn't an escalator up. It's not like you get in the shopping mall <clears throat> and you stand on it and you just go on this equal rise to the next floor. It doesn't work like that in real life. You go up a bit, you go down, you're down a bit more, then you go up, you go down, like mm. and you but you're going on the on the right trajectory. Yeah. So that's what the Dragons Faithful have got to understand. And that's why and Jason Jason Riles and his management, his team know that like this is a, a big project and it's going to start with a lot of hard work and getting the right people in and having that control element. That's that's what Rolsey uh, and his and his management, you know, they've they've got to, you know, they've got to sit down. Obviously, not just the CEO, but obviously the board because you have got two. Oh, it's crazy. That's, you yeah. know how that works. Yeah. You know, you've got. The, I don't think the, anyone knows that. No, works. the Wollongong board, and we don't even know what's yeah. going on there and who's who and what. They've got to count. They've got you. You nearly got to sort of. You, you, you nearly got to. Overhaul the ball board once again. Well, you can't, Dell, because the, the constitution is yeah. they they can't be voted out. Yeah, that's so it. That's so it, they it's incredibly and difficult. They don't want to go. You so know that, and, and exactly. So this this is where Riles needs to come come in, and he needs a really strong operator as well, like perhaps at CEO level or football manager level, not too dissimilar to the Gus Gould type. Yeah, a yeah. mover and a shaker, a guy that can get stuff done. Like saying, that's a thousand percent. That's yeah. the person that springs yeah. to mind who's got connections yeah. that can convince yes. people to like the power of coercion yeah. to go to a to go to a recruitment meeting. Yes. And play a bit of the dark heart in those recruitment meetings, yes. if you know what I'm talking yeah. about, and entice the player, sell, be, a, be a, the best salesperson you can ever 100%. be, and show the light. Yeah. That's what it's about a lot of the time, Del, rather than rocking up and just going, would well, you want to sign? There's a contract. Like, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's more to it than that, and yeah. you know how players can get their heads turned. Of course. Richo's been to Penrith, Cronulla, yeah. South, yeah. turned all those joints around, and in the UK, he's had, if he's not qualified for the job, yeah. no one is. This is prime time on Triple M. We do it thanks to Jim Beam, Wendell, James Graham and Maroon. We'll catch up with Ben Dobbins shortly. And we'll talk a little bit about it, the late, great Tina Turner. We've got Origin coming up as well as Triple M rocks the footy. Triple M footy lives on Leicester. Ready or not. For McDonald's and Ring Hot Water, Triple M rocks footy. You can't stop what I got. Welcome back. Thursday night footy on Triple M. Uh, uh, Wendell just called me the most unpleasant thing. I hope that didn't go to air. Uh, it ended in idiot. I'll just put that. I said you're an absolute champion. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's set to be an epic match, and that's worth raising a Jim Beam. Drink responsibly. James Graham, Anthony Maroon, Wendell Saylor. We're going to talk Origin now, live on the Triple M Network and via the Listener app on Wednesday night. And, look, Dell, you've played 14 games of Origin. You're an Origin legend. You were there through the 90s and the noughties when... Origin, like now, is just burko. The world stops. Well, the East Coast of Australia certainly does. So as a guy that's been there 14 times, what are your thoughts on it? A lot of people wouldn't have heard what you thought about... Uh, let's start with the fact that that, that Reese Walsh gets a, a crack yeah. fallback. Look, I think, you know, for me, sometimes we can... Uh, we focus on sometimes who's not there rather than who is there. Yep. And, look, I'm like everyone else, but Reese Walsh, for me, Reese Walsh has played some really good football. And to be honest, Billy Slater, what I like about Billy, I know they talk about pick and stick in the Queensland way, and, you know, that's, that's all... Of, that's in and above the theatre and stuff, and we obviously understand that Queensland like the underdog tag. But like, I think Billy last year he just threw that away. He just goes like, "No," nah. he goes, "I'm going to pick a side who I think that we can win the series." So none of this underdog stuff. And I just think what they've picked is a, is a pretty strong side. Um, I'm disappointed that Kalen's not there, but I just think it's the right decision because Kalen is not at his best at the moment. Is it a matter of Kalen not being at his best, out, or do you think the? Um well-documented issues with um, HIA and concussion have played a factor. I've, mate, you know this, Jimmy, and Origin is the toughest arena that you can play. I reckon it's harder than Test football. And for 80 minutes there, mate, you're, you're going into battle. Because New South Wales would have no sympathy for him. No way. If, mate, if, if one, he's there, they're going to get him that's and get it. him hard. You know this. You put that jersey on, it's a red rag to a bull. Like, it's game on. It's it's play on, you know. Especially when you've got a guy like Tavita Pengo Jr. Like, if you're bringing a, blo- a Kalen Ponga's coming back. But, you know, Reese Walsh, he's got that job, you know. And so I think it's a bit of both, a bit of that. But also, Reese has played that, that well, um, that... Billy just went, you know what, I've got to pick this guy because he's going to add something to our team. Uh, just his confidence and his uh, obviously combination with uh, Selman Cobo as well. And I know people say, oh, look, you know, these young players have made some mistakes, but I reckon that's the confidence of these young blokes. Yeah, for, for, for me, it, it's it, it's so intriguing, the naming of these 17 teams. I know in the past we've had big origin stories, Alfie Langer coming back, yes. Joey Johns coming back, all, all these big stories, all the focus about one particular person, the worst team, the worst Queensland yeah. team of all time. Yeah. But actually, if you look at selection conversations for both teams in multiple positions, this has like created so many talking points. And I, I've got to give coach Billy Slater some credit here because the easy option that creates less headlines is to go with Ponga, yeah. to go with Capewell, yep. to go with Gaggs, yeah. to go with Welsh. Yeah. But he hasn't, so he's done it for a reason. So he's abandoned that on, because that's the easy thing, right? That cre- that generates less headlines. Yes. And then all the focus goes on, is Tommy Tuborovic playing? What's Tavita Banga Jr.? That, where's he come from? Like, or, it, why, is, why is Cook not in there over Appy? But the focus is me not on Queensland. It's a bit of a... For, for me, you know, as an outsider looking in, this is a strange situation for Queensland to be in, to be have so many quality players not representing this thing. Yeah, they have got depth. And that's the one thing that I'd say, Billy Slater is coaching his own style and obviously he's got his, uh, you know, he's got his coaching staff there and he'll bounce off them, but uh, it, it comes down to, to who he selects and he obviously understands it falls on him. So even those players that you've said, um, you know, Dane Gagai, he's been wonderful for Queensland for so long. Um, and look, mate, I think I said it when the side was selected. I said, look, I was surprised a couple of selections, but you know what? In Billy we trust. Yeah, that... For me, when you look at the 
the teams on paper and who's going to line up against who. Um, the hammer coming up against Luttrell. Yes. Is that a worry for you? As a it is a worry for me. Look, I know that um, the hammer is a good footballer, but in that origin sort of arena, he hasn't put his stamp or authority on that. On that, uh, that yeah, he's only, I know he's only young, but I see him more as a winger fullback. I don't see him as a centre. And, mate, you're going up against one of one of the, the game's big superstars. And, mate, I'm not saying that the Hammer can't do a job on him, but if uh, Luttrell's on, like Luttrell's going to be doing less work in the centres. He's going to be able to come in and, and float where he wants to float. And he's aggression. You know yeah. how aggressive, you know, he'll play. And he, he gets up ball near that line. You know he that. He goes on a one-man mission yep. to get himself over there. Yeah. Like, there's tries he scored for South Sydney this year where yeah. he's carries three or four. Two or three back. players there. Mate, just, I want the ball. And, and it, the scary thing is, it doesn't even look like he's trying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I agree. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you something. Now, you said, you just said yourself from the outside looking in. So from the outside looking in, who wins on Wednesday night and where is the game won? Well, I, I think um, New South Wales win. Um, I think they win a speed game through the middle and people go, oh, but there's no Damien Cook there but they've got speedy forwards and speedy outside back. oh well that sort of comes with the territory yeah, but the, 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 the quicker forwards going through the middle and you don't complement speed with speed you complement speed with deception so I think the, the deception of Api Corusau to hold up the markers to bring on the fast forwards to hit him behind the rook is going to generate them quick play the ball and then I think you know when you look at the team it's not about you know um, it, it's not about taking Queensland on where they're best. It's about exploiting a weakness and trying to find a perceived weakness. Yeah. And I think that that mismatch that we spoke about in terms of the trail versus the hammer is going to be a huge focus point. And, and I just don't know how the hammer can stop him. Even if Gags was there, you'd be like, ooh, yeah, no, I, Ooh, I get it. I get it. Like, you know, when uh, Connor Tracy stood him up, you'd be like, wow, what's the trail going to do to him? So... That for me is just where the, the game can be can be almost won or lost. Yeah, I think our forwards. I think our forwards. Um, you know, as Jimmy said, then it's it's in your forwards. Forwards win and lose your game, but obviously your backs do their job. But I just think we've just got the we're just in front a little bit. Uh, I think the, the two hookers. I think Ben Hunt and I think um, um, Harry Grant. I yeah, just Harry Grant. That, that mm. they're, they're so smart in the way they play. And I know that New South Wales they picked Nico Hines there. So Luai or Nico Hines, and you know more than me. But to play hooker at origin level, it's a different beast. I, I don't think um, I don't think Appy can play 80 minutes, but it's certainly going to help with that forward and yeah. getting on the front foot, that outside five. Yeah. So I just reckon the smarts, and I know it, that's what I'm... They nearly cancel each other out, but I just think Queensland have got enough because Munster, he loves origin yeah. time. Well, I just well, think he's... He, he, he's yeah, he's the, 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 the jewel in the crown. 100 is. Like he, right. he can win a game by himself Ken. when nothing's on a four on four on a short side throw an outrageous dummy yeah. everybody in the team follows it we all yeah. at home follow him into yeah. the stand and yeah. then boom before you know it, he's under the posts boys he's been in origin camp all week he's a hunk of hunk of burning love he's Ben Dobbin he's on the sideline Dobbo let's bring you in mate the best sideline in the business <laughs> how's origin camp been 
Oh, I think they've had a very, very good camp to start it with. I mean, just listen to James Graham and, and Del, you've heard this so many times. Queensland may as well not turn up. The game's already done. How are they going to stop Luttrell? Gemma, have you seen what happened game three last year? Yeah, they Queensland, bullied, Queensland could not win. Queensland no, could they, not win it. But, yeah, but, and guess what they did? 2020, yeah. worst team ever I in know, the history. Yeah, well, guess what? They win yeah, again. I know. Mate, this, oh, Luttrell, what about how much speed? What about the speed of the hammer if he gets on the outside? Dobbo. What about if they if they play Munster, create so much room for the hammer? I just can Latrell stop the hammer? Can the, he stop that? This Dobbo. Latrell, Latrell, please. Ben. Hello, it's James. A, it's been a long day for me today, as you well know. <laughs> <laughs> because someone phoned me up to do an interview for a Royal Queensland show uh, yeah. at 6.30 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. You know, yeah. But, yeah. you know, and here I am, but, you know, we... Just doing it for the love of your friends. Rock solid, you know, you know, rock you know solid what I mean, are, Ben? Mate, you know what I mean? Solid, yeah. It's been a long yeah, day for me. So the last thing I need is you attacking me straight off the bat. <laughs> I look back to that game that you're speaking about and you're referring to. And I think the dark art, the dark art tactics of Queensland got them over the line. They ambushed New South Wales. They, New South Wales weren't ready for the punch. Look at that picture. Matt Burton is there and he's got five Queensland players on him. They bullied them. They shocked New South Wales. They didn't know what to do. They weren't expecting it. They were expecting to run out there and score 44 tries like this, or 44 points like they did in the previous game because they thought they'd outskill them. But the rugby league is a game of skill, but it's also a game of guts and passion and fighting and dark arts yeah. and bending the rules. Oh, okay, yeah. Mate, Jimmy's right there, mate. Mate, can you believe that let that happen with Tino? I'm sitting in the side like, mate, you can't let that happen. How's Tino staying on there? Yeah. He's got him in a headlock, Matt Burton. Yeah, That's... after he'd just been punched. Yeah. Like, yeah, so yeah. I think New South Wales team yeah. has been picked yeah. and they will be ready for that this time. I don't think, I think they got shocked last time. I don't think they'll get shocked again. I think it's all yeah, set I've up. Got, listen, I, I can tell you now, the one thing that Billy, we, you know, listen to you earlier, you're right, in some ways. James, but <laughs> only know, in some ways. This, for, this forward pack, and and Wendell, you can say this. I, I look at Tom. I look at Tom Gilbert. I look at Tom Flegler. I look at David Fafita. I look at Reuben Cotter. I look at at um, Tino, and they are different gravy. They are absolute white line lunatics when they run on. <laughs> and I think they're going to. I absolutely yeah. think. That it is going to be fireworks. I don't think New South Wales have that aggressive play. I understand and take nothing away. Tavita, maybe, but you know, he, he can be good and bad, hot and cold. And, you know, and I talk about did they select? Queensland selected the best players for the t- in form and the, they played Origin and the best they could. There's a bloke playing here tonight, Jack DeBellin. Now, they didn't pick him because. Oh, they didn't want all the other stuff that goes with Jack DeBellin. But if they want to pick on form, Jack DeBellin's in that side over to Vita Pangai Jr. I don't care what anybody said. His form's been far yeah, better this but, but, year but ben, than that. Ben, this is, this is why you're not picking the team yeah. on the best players. You're picking people that can do a certain... Well, we'll see on Wednesday night like if Tavita is up to it. We'll, we'll see if Tavita is up to it on hey, Wednesday night. You, 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 Pangai Jr. ain't going to be nice. He's going to be vicious. Oh, I've seen what he can do, he, he, and I've he, seen him. He's going to be vicious. And also, well, I think, if I recall correctly, last year was Payne Haas missing for for some of these State of Origin games? Was, two, was, two of them. Yeah, he, yeah, he got yeah. dropped after he, work. Yeah. He's back. Yeah, he's back. He all that contract stuff going yeah. on. He, he's, he's back. And, like, you mentioned all those players, Dobber. I've got Payne. Payne Haas is streets, streets ahead of them. All right. Uh, all right, so... James is pipping, tipping a Blues win. Dobbo, who, oh, do you, 
go. I can't believe I can't believe Queensland are outsiders. They always are, and I yep. mean that genuinely. I look at Reese Walsh. Every other player um, in that side has played Origin before. So you, you talk about oh they're not picking and sticking. They're all Origin players. They've all played before. Yeah. Reese Walsh would have played except he did his hamstring. I think they win. I think yeah. Billy Slater. They've had a perfect camp. I think all the crap that's come this week has come out of New South Wales about they don't pick and stick because they're looking for something. There's nothing there. They're ready to roll. I think it's it, – look, it's going to be an awesome series. But I think Queensland win in Adelaide and then they win at home and it's all over and you can go to Sydney and you'll get your 30000 and everybody will go <laughs> boo-hoo. You know what? Sobo, I think it's set up for a Queensland ambush this first game. If history has anything to – well, then they won't, and New South Wales won't win in, at Suncorp. So yeah. the series, if, if Queensland win in game one, you know what? She's good night, my friends. Well, we're going to start calling you the white line lunatic on the sideline. <laughs> ben Dobbin. No, uh, no, you get a different name. Yeah, get a different name. Don't call that him can that. be interpreted a lot of different ways. Yeah. The white line <laughs> lunatic. lunatic. Ben on the sideline. Yeah. No, yeah, let's no keep you can clean. say oh, something else. Yeah. Can we call yeah. him the white line on the sideline? <laughs> no, yeah, no. No white let's, lines. Well, no white lines. Let's Lines. <laughs> All right, let's take a break, boys. We'll come back and talk a little bit about the great Tina Turner as Triple M rocks the footy. Triple M remembers a legend that changed the game. The queen of rock and roll, Tina Turner. If I told the story of what my life was like, you sent me the best. Died at the age of 83. My talent is from my dancing and my singing. It was natural for me. Man, I had a very hard life that I didn't put blame on anything or anyone. Than anyone. I got through it. Anyone I ever met. We got word that Tina Turner was coming to Australia. My success came from Australia. What's love got to do? It's got to do with it. They got about eight blokes from each club. We knew it was going to be something special. I got asked to do simply the best, a huge campaign for celebrating rugby league. I've been a Tina Turner fan for as long as I can remember. She's one of my favourite people. This song is a song that I always felt would be great for sports. She was the voice behind our great sports, greatest anthem. One of the highlights of my life and my career. From a sport where legends live forever. She is one of the truly great people. Long live the Queen. Tina Turner. Well, yeah, the great Tina Turner. We uh, lost Tina Turner. Of course, the news came through this morning when we all woke. And uh, look, for, for rugby league fans from the 80s, the best, but before... She did the best for our game. She did what you get is what you see. So she had yeah. uh, her songs had a long and wonderful association with the game, and there's a wonderful story behind it. But Dell, I'm going to hand this over to you because you managed to meet Tina when she was here one time. Yeah, I was very lucky. I was like a lot of us. Uh, you know, the Winfield Cup in the '80s was you know everyone loved their football through the you know Winfield Cup, the the cigarette sponsorship. But yep. um, when I was at school, you know, uh, grade nine, grade ten. You'd watch it, you'd watch your, your Manly and all these sides, you know, the Bulldogs, and then all of a sudden uh, it went from, like, tough rugby league to this this product that 
Tina Turner, who she was obviously a star over there in Hollywood in America. And I remember coming into the Broncos in uh, the start of 93, and I'm just thinking that year you're watching all the, all the boys go through their uh, pre-season and you're going, this is why I wanted to play first grade, you know. And I was lucky to beat the Broncos. And that year we'd beaten the Dragons in 92, the Broncos had. I wasn't a part of that squad. 93, training all year. And then... The, through the final series, there was talk that uh, Tina Turner was going to perform at the grand final. And, and I think we'll place pretty well that year, you know, yeah. pretty good side. And um, so we get to grand final day and, and the boys are all talking about it, going, oh, mate, we might get a chance to meet Tina today, no doubt, you know. We've got to make sure we win because, you know, obviously a very confident side. And that was a talk all through sort of in and around that Broncos sort of squad, you know. We had a pretty fair squad. And I remember, um, you know, it was, it was a great day. It was a daytime grand final at the Sydney Football Stadium, which was one of the best, I think, grounds to play grand finals. That You know, they did it well there, didn't they? The SFS. Yeah. So, um, and it was, she, she came out and obviously sung on that and you're warming up and like, you're just hoping that you get to sort of meet her at some stage. And I remember we ended up winning the game. Uh, we won the game 14-6. And all I could think about myself is, Whatever I do, because I was number 21, you know, Steve Randolph came back. Whatever I do, if there's a camera, I'm going to get nearer so all my mates can see me back home in Serena. But, but she was great, and I just think we saw some highlights just before. She had pictures with the, uh, the Dragons boys. Big Gordy was there with the Broncos. And I just think there's a grand final uh, shot where we're holding, you know, the trophy, the JJ Gilton Shield. Oh, no, sorry, the, 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 the big uh, the trophy. And then, uh, you know, the boys are obviously doing the laps now. But all the boys are piling in, and I'm like, because I'm number 21. But I'm like two away from her and I'm looking down. I'm going, yeah, look, I'm, I'm going to be in the photo. Wayne Bennett, I think, is in the middle and I think his head gets chopped off because he's he's the last one. Benny, you know, he wasn't all for that fanfare, but yeah. it was it, yeah, it was iconic. I, I think I'm looking at a camera. I think when you see the picture, I think I'm looking down at her, but then I'm looking at the camera. But for me, as a 19-year-old, to be in that squad watching these guys the year before and then it's Tina Turner. Like, yeah, everything that's that, cool, Del. Where When you're growing up, like you, you want to play at the highest level. So I promised myself that day, next time I came back here, that I was going to be in that starting team. That was one of those sort of goals of mine. Yeah. But Tina was so nice. We spoke to her at different stages and she had time for everybody. So um, she was an absolute icon and uh, rest in peace. Tina. Absolutely. Uh, wonderful, yeah. wonderful memories, Dylan. Thank you for yeah. that. And uh, we do all remember the great days, the great times through the late 80s and into the 90s when Tina Turner was part of our wonderful game and uh, sad to see that she's passed away at the age of 83. It isn't it funny back then, that's like 30 years ago and we used to call call her the rock and roll grandmother then. Yes. And she's only like 51, 52 years old. So what a wonderful, what a wonderful story her life became. As she mentioned uh, earlier on that she had a hard life growing up and then she met the wrong bloke and then... But she shone through it all, and she we were just blessed to have her involved in our game. i got a trivia question for you for sure. that game. Uh-huh. Who got who got the Clive Churchill in that game? Uh, the Clive Churchill, that game. Um, I'm going to say uh, Alfie Langer. No. Uh, I'm going to say Steve Renoff. No. Brad Mackay. Oh, that's yeah. right. Kevin from the Wal- losing team. Yeah, Kevin Walters. Yeah. Kevin Walters always buys up there. I'm going to throw Kevin under the bus. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so, we, so when we joke about that grand final, Kevin would go, Mate, Brad Mackay's got my club virtual because yeah. Kevin was on fire that day. Yeah, the great uh, Brad Mackay, the fireman. Yeah. He might be yeah. listening now, Brad. Uh, God bless you, mate, if you are. I hope you and the kids are well. We're going to take a break and we'll come back and we should have kickoff between the Dolphins and the Dragons as Triple M rocks the footy. Triple M's footy primetime for Jim Beam. It's set to be an epic match, and that's worth raising a Jim Beam. Drink responsibly. Triple M footy lives on listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water.